is episode, I don't know, of Living Philosophers. Five. 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 I'm B Rose. Hey, hey. And today we got my brother Carson rocking with us. What's going on, guys? So, today is. What is the day? Uh, November 7th. November 7th. D Day. Democrat Day. Whatever day it is. Joe Biden won the presidential election. There we go. Yes. There we go. Right, we're not crying like Dan Jones, but that will be the last yeah, time no. I openly congratulate you for yeah. doing absolutely yeah. nothing. Listen, I was going to ask, alright, so let me ask y'all fellas, right. how do y'all feel, feel when y'all heard the news this morning? Well, me, it was a nail-biter the entire time. I've been watching this since uh, since even before the, the ballots started to come in, when they were just projecting, you know, the demographics that were doing mail-in ballots and how that was going to go throughout, you know, with, with legal, you know what I'm saying, yeah, like... Yeah. Lawsuits, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what do they try to do with that? I've been following it for a long time, so this has been like a mounting anxiety for me for at least the past month. But the, then the, the election going for five days, Nevada looking like it was the hope, and then just decided to count like one ballot a day. Yeah, like, this is the longest I ever waited for the results from a presidential election. Yo, election. They just because the yeah, because because Nevada, the crazy thing about Nevada is they had like 1.2 million votes. Right. PA counted like six million votes and got done before Nevada got done with like one point two million. They were super dragging their feet the entire time. Just, oh, we we never did this before. Like, nobody else did. Nobody did. This every, literally everybody is doing it fine, but you. They right. they they were struggling with it so hard. But I mean, I was just super hyped that Pennsylvania ended up. Yeah, going they were blue again. Beyond happy for myself. It's actually more blue than I thought it was too. Like the whole mm -hmm. anything that touches jersey is blue right now. Yeah. Look, that, that, and you know what? I knew about it and still fell victim to it. It was like that red mirage, which is what it became yeah. known for. Because the first votes that they count are the votes of people walking into the booth. Right. They're never doing that again. Yeah, and we're probably and you know right. Donald Trump spent like three months telling them that mail-in ballots don't work. Right. So of course all Republicans came in on the first day. I was down. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially after the second day, PA still not blue. I thought it was done. Yeah, right. it's a, it's a... But then when I when I really looked it up and they were like, oh, we, we're just starting the mail yeah. ballots. I was like, oh, okay, well we got this then. Like you know what I'm saying? And because of that, like it's never happened in that way again. Like everybody's gonna do mail ballots or something. We might be pushing towards like mail ballots is definitely electronic yeah. voting, like voting over the internet. Because at this point, y'all hold up, hold up. y'all niggas is doing it. Y'all niggas is rushing through every topic real fast. <laughs> hold up, <laughs> hold up. I want, cause I want to say I wanted to talk about what you're saying in more depth, but I started with I said, how did y'all feel this feel? morning right. when you heard the results? Right. Me and myself, I was half asleep. You know what I'm saying? Pull, opened up the phone. Was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I mean, definitely, I voted. I voted for. Joe Biden, so I mean, I was definitely happy to get a uh, overt racist, you know, out of the uh, out of the White House. But I wasn't quote unquote excited because, as you know, we've discussed, you know, outside of the the, the camera, there's still a lot of work to be done. Of course, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna hold you guys. I was ear to ear, like super cheesing when I saw that. Um, and it's been a, a long couple of weeks for me right. figuring out. You know what I'm saying? Considering a lot of the possibilities that could have went down and really just how important this election was for literally every aspect of the way American politics work. Like, if this if this fell through, we would not have another even seemingly honest election almost ever again. We could pretty much slide directly into a dictatorship. Yeah. So this happening was so important. It was a very Yeah, like, it, 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 it's not getting out of the woods. It's now we have, we still have a shot to get out of the woods. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so I, I was super excited. That that was my thing too. Our age, we've only seen major elections, at least that we were conscious of. Mm -hmm. So Obama getting elected, it was exciting. It was a wow, it's our first black president. I didn't really know anything about politics really. I was the first time I started watching. So, you know, it was like Jubilee. Like, you know, it was a really exciting time. Then Trump won and it seemed like the world was about to end. And now this one was just like, all right, cool. We dodged the bullet. We, you know. Back to normal. Yeah, like we steered the shit back to the covert racism and having to dig through coded language when I'm watching TV. 
You mentioned having to dig back to coded language again. I think that moving forward, the American public is going to be more sensitive to those types of coded messages that we have been in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, places where people used to, you know, try to constantly deny that nah, nothing's racist going on, or that, right. that's not what that means. I think that that energy and that philosophy of talking and uh, viewing the world, I think that that is no longer the popular way for everyone to view things. And definitely there is a demographic of people that like to still view you know, the world through the lens that makes them feel good mm -hmm. on the inside. But I think there is definitely a much stronger culture of people that is willing to acknowledge that there are prejudices and biases that the majority of us, you know, have to live in the reality of than right. there was before. That's actually something that a lot of people, um, like, like I, I believe it was Noam Chomsky. Uh, I'm a socialist pretty much at this point, so right. I'll bring up some people you probably don't care about. But he had pretty much right. said, like, people were over the neoliberalism like neoliberalists, this even keeled sort of nothing really gets done. We go all this kind of posture. Like yeah. people are quickly becoming over it. It can right. either go really left, in which we end up like more on like the socialism side, or it can mm -hmm. go like fascist, authoritarian, like all the way to the right. And that's really where people are sliding. So like you said, people are definitely exhausted with the whole like I know what you mean, but you're not saying it. Like nobody's really letting that barrier hold back their opinion anymore. They're gonna call you on it or call you to the carpet about it because we've just heard it too many times. And especially with Donald Trump, they used up all the that's not what he meant that I have in me. Like I have no more. <laughs> it's funny watching it get confirmed. Like PA went to Biden and I was like, all right, let me turn to Fox News to see how they're talking about it. The 180 that they're doing already is insane. Mm -hmm. Where there was a memo a couple days ago they were saying like, they're not gonna acknowledge Trump as president-elect. We're gonna keep talking about Trump, 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 Trump. Today, after it's happened, it's like, you know what, actually, President-elect Biden, I do think he's the person that can really bring the country together. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Trump, he's making these claims, but, you know, there's no legit, like, they sound like CNN all of a sudden. And there's a couple people that are like, eh, but, you know, but for the majority, they're all very like, no, we're moving on. And like, that's actually, you no longer have the seat, sir. We yeah. don't move on yeah. to who has the seat. And if you if you've been watching their interactions, Trump has become more and more like beefing with Fox News, even yeah. towards this election. Like yeah. he's been burning his own bridges as he's went along. Some of his best that was his um, news news um, channel. Like right. they were always willing to say he was amazing or so smart or just straight up lie through their teeth. For him, like at any at the drop of a hat, like they definitely had tension. I think and, by OAN. Yeah, at this point, he yeah. might as well. OAN is probably his one, and that's what I'm what saying. What is OAN? Uh, one American news network. They're like the Trumpiest Trumpy. They, Trump. they are yeah. white supremacist yeah. news channel. Right. Like, if you're a white supremacist, you watch OAN. Right. Because nobody else is giving it to you the way they are. Yeah. The whole right wing media and the way that they speak to their audience mm -hmm. is very faulty. It's meant to brainwash you. It's mm -hmm. very aggressive and violent. And the fact that people respond to that well, the Karens that you saw that demonic video on Twitter, them all yelling or whatever. I don't know what is in people's brains that like make them go like, that's what I like. Because I watch that shit and I'm like, I don't like how this makes me feel. Like everybody's going to kill me. Well, I mean, I guess that's it. Yeah. Like if you tell me the world's trying to murder me yeah. and change my way of life, then. So funny enough, uh, I don't know how far you guys want me to get down there, but I was sliding down the alt right pipeline at uh, a certain amount. It's a certain way that they target you that gets you like they'll like they'll ease like, you into it. I it's not it. like you're not going to start out like. Oh, the Jews are running everything, and you know what I'm saying? Like, throwing all this hate speech, or then all black people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ethno states, like, it, they don't start out like that. Yeah. They usually start out, they, there's a whole YouTube algorithm for it. You guys want to, are you guys interested? <laughs> <laughs> tell I, us, I, tell I, us I, how I, you I, almost I, slipped I, down I, the pipe. I don't want to All right, all right. Here's how I almost descended into, into the all right. right. Okay, so first off, it starts off when I was a kid, I was a loser. Okay? Mm -hmm. And not a loser because I got strange. No, no, there's, two, there's differences. There's, me being different does not make me a loser. It was the way I was carrying myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? The way I was letting people's 
opinions shift the way that I acted and moved. I didn't have a strong center. I mm-hmm. feel that's when you're losing. When you don't hold your hold your frame. That's yeah. some gold right there. Yeah. So because of that, I got into weird shit like anime. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stuff that's like reject culture, right? So mm-hmm. I got into anime and things like that, and I really enjoyed it. Now. The way that, like, they target people that are rejects of society. Mm. So, anime forums, all of those, like, all those little niche topics, you know what I'm saying? Those are the places where they have, like, some figureheads that are just, they're just joking. Mm. It's just a joke. And then, you know what I'm saying, you see a video, after you watch your video about how many killer jokes Pikachu puts out, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Which I did watch, and it was a good 25-minute video. But like, I see what you like. When yeah, you do something else. Yeah, so they know that. By the way, by the time you watch the entire video, they're like, "Oh, you're a loser." So, <laughs> so they instantly. The next thing in your suggestion is watch Ben Shapiro own crazy feminist yeah. liberal. Yeah, and then you, then you're on part one. It's funny. It's like, oh, these people are crazy. Mm. Part two, part five, part thirteen. Oh wait, this dude named Birdman. Ha, he's just funny. He's just talking. It's just real. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's just saying facts. He doesn't mean to be a jerk. It's just, just a logical thing. Boom. There you go. Right. So then during that, you get two things happening to you. One, you get a characterized version of your opposition in which you can't truthfully explain their perspective. When you realize you cannot accurately describe what the other side is trying to say is right. when you're too far. And the other thing you're saying is during that, you begin to assume that intelligence and being an asshat are something that happened together. Yeah. Which is actually directly like against what scientists have found. People that are more intelligent are generally more empathetic. Mm-hmm. So, but you get this idea like being an ass is somehow making you more intelligent or you being yeah, more stuck. It's too real. Yeah, right? yeah. And, then, and then you get into this thing where it's like, no, it's not me, it's them. Because deep down, if that's where your issues are coming from. Where society has like rejected. not giving you yet, has rejected you, and now you're feeling bad about yourself. But if you can find a way to flip this where it's not you, mm-hmm. you can avoid doing the work, and you can and you can get this ego boost by thinking you're just so smart that nobody can handle you. Yeah. Super lame. <laughs> we talked about this on like the yeah, first episode, the special snowflake. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and honestly, the only thing that really got me out of it was uh, I had sex. <laughs> Yo, sexually yeah. frustrated people is actually what they target the most. Yeah. Like, um, this is true within terrorist groups, alt right groups, like white supremacist groups. Like, most of these people are generally sexually mm-hmm. frustrated, disenfranchised people from the society. The incels. Incels, like yeah. yeah. So I, I had sex, and I got a job, and I was making some, you know what I'm saying? I make some some, um, some okay money. So right. now, financially less stressed, mm-hmm. I get to have sex. Anybody that has a healthy sex life and is not financially strained is not that intent on finding a way to justify hating people or mm-hmm. finding a way to dump on people all the time. You don't have a fully functioning friend circle and yeah. also spend this much time trying to justify being a jerk. Like, it's, it's, those two things don't coexist. And I know that, because I was that. I can tell you those two <laughs> things do not exist together. And, and, and really, like, that's, 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 that's a large, that's, that's a really big part of it. And it's really gradual. You don't notice it until I look back at what I was watching, and I was like, yo, I was so willing to be spoon-fed at anything that vindicated me of responsibility yeah. for my position. And the funny thing is that's the whole rights thing, self-accountability. But it's really not. It's actually you shirking your self-accountability yeah. so that you can replace it with this idea that you're just so much above the average person. And it serves your right. ego well to believe that you're special. But the leaders that they choose don't care. Like, they're all grifters. They they're don't. mostly grifters. Yeah. I've seen some What's people. a grifter? <laughs> a, a grifter is somebody that's saying all these words. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, All right, so a grifter is somebody that's they're, not, they're like a scammer of sorts. They scam you with ideologies, with concepts. Yeah. So they'll say things that they don't really mean. They'll hold positions that they don't really believe in just to make money off of you. Usually right. they'll have a Patreon. So, for example, to bring it back to like the election a little bit, so you say 
in the same realm. Right. Um, Trump's new grift that he just did that I was reading about last night. So, you know, he's doing all these legal mm-hmm. actions um, trying to flip the election. Mm-hmm. Donate to his legal fund, but in the fine print, it says 50% or more is actually going to pay down Donald Trump's debts from all these legal fees. So, like the first 142,000 people or $142,000 that they donate goes straight to Pennsylvania for the legal cause of when they just lost a court case. Telling you, look, the fine for his name. Like, that's the type of grift. That's a grift. You're helping helping our cause. Yeah. Okay. Or people that are just like backed by large corporations. People like Ben Shapiro. If any of you are incels, you'll probably know who Ben Shapiro is. He's like a, he's the the guy that's, um, facts don't care about your feelings. That dude, Mm -hmm. he goes to college campuses and talks to 19 year olds with a law degree. Um, if If you're black and, you know, you're struggling, he'll tell you that it's, 100% 100% your fault. There's yes. no societal interest. And it just so happens a ton of billionaires love him and yeah. give him a ton of money to do Coke his brothers. show. Mm-hmm. Coke brothers. Yeah. It's just very convenient that your views align with the, the people that are so willing to tear down the environment. These are what grifters are. They sell it to you nice, but I don't even think they don't buy it. No, they're just no, giving no, no, no. it to you because they're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, that, and that's, that's pretty much what that is. My whole point in like even talking about this stuff though and like really looking into it because like I'm intrigued by the alt right a little more than I should be but like they're insane like you know and I never know what they're planning and that's my next thing with like what we need to be thinking about after the election. So the really cool thing about fascism is it's usually the same thing. Right. It's not original. It's the same move almost every time that it happens. It's a new concept. Fascism pretty much is born from capitalism's failings the same way socialism is. Are you suggesting that the alt-right wants a fascist government? Absolutely, yes. Because that's the only way that you can enforce a white ethno-state, which is if you could unilaterally declare, like, kick everybody out at the same time. So you need a fascist government unless you just, like, like you, it has to be that. That is a dictatorship. Yes. Okay. Well, thankfully, we're not going there. We're not, going. not yet. Because we got no. big blue, we big blue. Biden twenty twenty. Now, where I wanted to start with this was asking you guys your feelings, and you know, definitely good uh, conversation developed from that. Yeah. But I do want to ask uh, or or suggest that now that we do we we do have a more liberal, you know, president um, in office, what is going to be the goals that we want to see from this new administration? Because like I was mentioning to Dave earlier, I think it is absolutely paramount that especially the black community who is responsible for flipping the the, the last two states that won this election, the black voters, Uh the young black voters between the ages of 18 and whatever, um, I think it's absolutely paramount that we don't just use our power to save everyone and then go right back to, you know, being passively interested in government. So over the next four years, it is very likely what's likely to happen, just because it's happened so many times in history over the next four years the black vote is likely to be taken for granted and forgotten and whatever is the agendas that Joe Biden, you know, is actually interested in carrying forth, that's what's going to happen and it's probably not going to be related to our community specifically. So what do we have to do as a community and as a young black men ourselves in order to make sure that our voices were not just raised when it was, you know, helpful to their cause or helpful to the cause of this new administration. Mm-hmm. And that over the next four years, we will actually see direct clauses and uh, 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 policies that will be geared towards us. Like, what do we have to do to see some change? What do we have to do to see some direct acknowledgement from the government that we just made possible? Yeah. And right there, we're going to cut because I have to run outside. As young black voters who were absolutely paramount in making sure that this election resulted in a blue administration, 
I think that it is very important that moving forward that we don't let our voices die out and go back to the, the background of things and let this country go forward and make decisions that don't affect us or do affect us, but in negative ways. So what do we have to do to make sure that in these next four years, we see a substantial change in the amount of attention that is paid towards the black community and our needs? All right, so, yeah. well, for one thing, like you said, we definitely just clinched the election. Like without the turnout from black people. Without a doubt, young yes. black people. Young black people coming out and, and pushing these cities to have these many votes to counter swing the, these um, the, these Republican yeah. other areas, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, it, it really wasn't getting done. So, yeah. for one, right now, I believe that we should probably get something off of recognition alone. That's wishful thinking. We're not here to th think about that. Yeah. I believe we should. And if they were not to extend something to us, that would just show the level of disrespect that they are willing to stoop to without acknowledging the group that put you in there. Which we now, are very familiar with. Yes, which we're very familiar with. As a community. <laughs> the only the thing that's right now is because it's very unanimous, unanimously agreed, even um, like on Twitter, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with white people, like, everybody knows black people came through right now. Usually they deny our contribution to it a good amount, but they are doing that on like the mainstream media, though. Like on CNN, they're right, like, everybody's talking about how, like, I think it's Jake Tapper. Everybody's talking about how it was black women. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what the analysts. See, and this is the code of language I'll be Yes. And just let them figure it out. And that's what I'm saying. later if they did it. That's what I'm saying. The setup is to try and underplay it as yeah. usual. But that's the issue that we constantly run ourselves into. Because Democrats don't have a hard job. No. Democrats just have to be not as bad as Republicans. And then it's within our best self-interest to vote for them, regardless of how good or bad they are, as long as they're one centimeter to the left of these crazy white right-wing nut jobs, yeah. it's better for us, like out of self-preservation. Historically. Historically. But moving forward. Well, not, not even historically. Let me say historically. Platform switch. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not talking about specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying historically, yes, it has been good enough to just not be overtly racist. Yeah, no, we need this to year, more. We're not taking that anymore. We so some. moving forward, what do we have to do to make sure that they pay us special attention. Let me get this over real quick. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna happen, period. Like we go through these cycles over and over again, consistently Democrats will rely on the black vote. And you know, hopefully this time something's different, they recognize it, but I already see the plays of, one, um, they had this whole like think tank conversation, there's like 20 uh, Congress people that were talking, Nancy Pelosi, a bunch of other people. Uh, talking about how progressives almost lost us the election, defund the police is dead. Don't ever say that shit again. Um, whatever, like all all the progressive causes that we're fighting for, the moderate Democrats, which control the Democratic Party, are already trying as hard as possible to say like, no, we're not going that way. Now they're being signaled that it was way too close because of how the election was called as mm -hmm. part of the reason, but in their head it was way too close. And we need to scale back, and we're not going to be this progressive country. We're staying right where we are. Yes. Now, the, the funny thing about that is it's only 40-year-olds and up saying that. If you speak mm -hmm. to young people, they are very in line with these progressive values that we right. had. And not only that, old people die. Yeah. So they're on the way out. Right. They're, they're getting cycled out. Now, this is one of their uh -oh. last-ditch efforts to maintain the world that they grew up in because it's what's comfortable to them. You're comfortable in the familiar. I'm not interested in that. And one of the easiest, and, and I know what you're saying mm -hmm. as far as it having a probability of it of not working, but that's right. only if we repeat the same thing we did last time. Okay. You see, black people are very aware of presidential elections. Mm -hmm. Very aware. We always, and if we're going to show up, we're going to show up to a presidential election. Now, the president can only say yes or no and maybe write an executive or executive order that can be overturned by the next president, not lasting solutions. Right. What you need to be interested in in those elections that happen every two years. Every two years, we have elections for Congress and Senate. Congress are the people that write the laws. Senates are the ones that okay the laws. The president's just the one that signs it after everybody's already agreed. Right. So get it, swapping out the head 
and keep saying, keep complaining about kidney pain is a very interesting way of attacking right. problems. So, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I know what you're saying, but just I'm trying to be realistic, at least in the fact that as far as like state by state goes, Democrats did terribly in the census just happened. So now Republicans are going to be in charge of redistricting, and they're going to continue to gerrymander. Yeah. Now, which means they're if you know what gerrymandering is like. Basically, you get to pick your voters instead of the voters picking who they vote for. They change the borders of the geographical yeah. locations based on how they trend politically right. to try and, you know, influence the way the election turns out. Right. But the thing about that is the only the thing that overrides all of that, as mm-hmm. we just saw, is just large numbers, people. Right. You can't just gerrymander away 73 million people. Mm-hmm. That's that's cute when half of the, you know what I'm saying, when 25% of the people that can vote vote, but when 75% of of them vote, that kind of gets overridden by a lot of those rules. And I know this is going to be a tough fight. Of course, they're they're trying to maintain the familiar. Of course, that's something that they're going to put their all behind. However, we can do this. And with the turnout that we just saw, if we maintain that momentum, we can do real things. What you need to be important, we need to be focused on are Local elections, local elections, yeah. mayors, uh, that's the ones that are going to affect you the most directly and the ones that you have the most say in. Right. Um, and then the ones that everybody wants to speak about are Senate, Senate and Congress races. You need to research these people. They're not as electrifying as presidents, obviously. Right. But these are the people that are suggesting the laws that uh, you end up living by. A lot of these people run unopposed, too. So yes, and a lot of them run, and a lot of them run unopposed for multiple years in a row. Those people that you see that are in Congress and they've been in Congress for 22 years, mm-hmm. they've never had an opposer run. They've simply just sat there. Nobody does. So the black community can do two things. One, we can get pushed forward our own candidates mm-hmm. and have them run, and then we can back them. Right. And we have enough swing in a lot of these places to get to get our foot in the door. Right. Or we can, the people that are running, we can pressure them. Trying to leverage a president is kind of unrealistic. Yeah, like but somebody that's local, when there's another, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, d- Democrats are a dime a dozen. There will always be another Democrat you could run. So what we can do when it comes to Senate and Congress races is be like, well, what do you have for us? Because we could always just put forward our own candidate. We don't necessarily need you to run. But if you will, if you'd like to run, and it would be convenient for everybody, then you need to be, you know what I'm saying, willing to do some things right. for us. Now, like I said, of course, when it comes to politicians, all you can get is a solid word and a handshake. Right. But we've already seen that there are some people that truly want to do some do good and do change. And, you know, no, and, and right. in that change, you've got Dylan Omar and the well. Progressive Party, the AOC. Like, it's starting. Yeah. So if we can continue to come out in these numbers, and be educated about the people that we're voting for in these Senate and Congressional and mayoral um, elections, then we could certainly change the party itself. You're not trying to make the party people change, change the people in the party. So basically, people need to become more aware of when the elections are happening. A large portion of the reason that why people only know about the presidential election is because that's the only one that is televised. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only one that has constant advertising to let you know the exact date of where you need to be and vote. Especially this year, I know everybody got all them texts and calls leading up yep. two months in advance. So I think that moving forward, in order for us to make sure that we are not forgotten, the same energy, all of those little groups that was hitting up my phone trying to make sure that I vote, I don't know if it needs to be those same groups or if there needs to be new groups made for all of these local elections and all of these uh, 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 Senate, mm-hmm. congressional, blah, blah, all that stuff you're talking about. Because I'm not very, I am of the kind of people that is mm-hmm. not regularly very cognizant of, you know, uh, what my local government's uh, uh, stance is on certain issues. Like, I definitely vote in those local elections and I typically have just gone and, you know, voted yeah. for Democrats. But I think all of the advertisement that went towards this election needs to be reenacted with local efforts because, like you said, the presidential uh, election is large and you know it lasts for four years. Uh-huh. But those that that's a trickle down effect of what happens from those. What, what's definitely going to affect us is the 
the local government structure. Mm-hmm. So we need to be aware of those dates and we need to show up, not, not just the dates, we need to be aware of the dates of the elections. We need to be aware of the candidates that are involved and their platforms. I think it comes before that though, because you find yourself researching these candidates or whatever, and they all have very vague platforms or just like, you're picking the platform. I mean, that's politics, I guess. You're gonna mm-hmm. go with the closest thing that's to what you want. But I want to be more a part of, or I mean, maybe it's not me myself, get connected with somebody, form a group, a little collective, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I want to be more a part of the agenda setting. Yeah. Instead of just having to pick whatever y'all want to give me. Because I want reparation. Yeah, so. And nobody's offering that right now. They're offering a study on reparations, which is just more to say. Yeah, so when it, when it comes to that, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it de- definitely does start before, because one, like we were unanimous and moved as a, as a unit this time, we yeah. always need to move as a unit to be able to have this much impact. Mm-hmm. So we do need a list of things that we are ready to speak about. And this can be done on in smaller communities all the way up to a grand yeah. scale. Like So for the mayor, you can have people in the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can have organizations in the city that speak about these things or yeah. come out with a list. And then not only that, one of the things that I need people really to understand is normal people can run. Like these are Somebody just normal can. guys. If you knew what these senators and Congress people did before being in that building, you would be shocked. A lot of them are car mechanics. They have no um, idea what they're talking about. What's her name? Um, I'll look it up. Do you know her? AOC? No, not AOC. I think it was in uh, Wisconsin, Missouri, Michigan, one of them. There's a black. Uh, she was a protester. Okay. I think she was from Flint, actually. She, she was an organizer, organizer, right? Yeah, she's an organizer, and she just got elected to um, Congress. Mm-hmm. It's it's normal people, and you have to. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of people have this whole like. They they see politics as like going on in this ivory tower with these of. Uh, with these elite groups and you know you gotta know somebody to get in not really if you ain't, if you thought that then the last four years exactly had your eyes closed because that nigga was not a politician he was not a politician <laughs> <laughs> i know for a fact that's what i know for a fact he don't know all of the us like if you gave him a blank map of the mm-hmm. states in the country he i know he can't fill them he up i know he don't know all the states so yeah, no, for sure. All you gotta be is a little bit intelligent or just have charisma. I was you are good enough to have be a passion, have charisma, and you already have exactly what 90% of the people in Congress have. I mean, that's... None of them, if you've ever listened to congressional hearings or something like that, or listened to their floor debates, they don't know what they're talking about. Nine times out of ten, whenever they're trying to prove their point, they're worse debaters than a lot of the people you know. Yeah. Like, they don't actually... They don't structure their arguments well. They don't know how to pitch it. They don't have the information behind it. They're not citing credible sources. Mm-hmm. They're just up there saying things that sound nice. And if you can say things that sound nice and also be intelligent, you're already a leg ahead. And that's a lot of people. Because we forget, like, there's, what, 538 Yeah, We only hear about 50 of them. Yeah. yeah. It's like the rest of them, who knows what they're doing. Exactly. A lot of them are just... Low profile. Those are the ones that run unopposed that right. nobody wants to talk about. So let's check. put a candidate. Yeah, check. You can put forth your own candidate. You don't just have to pressure these people. You're good enough to be in there. Anybody. <laughs> don't have a felony. That's about that's about it. You can run. Yeah. So literally be the change that you want to see. Either run that's for it. office or know when an election is coming up and who is going to be your choices to vote for and exactly what are their stances on the issues that you care about. Speaking of, Georgia. Georgians have a Senate race that's still in, in progress. Yeah, that's, that's in Dece- late December or January. I think it's January 5th. Okay, yeah. The runoff. And that's really important because right now the House is tied mm-hmm. as far um, the Senate is tied. I believe it's 48, 48, or 49, 49. Yeah. We need to win a majority in the Senate for any of this to matter. The reason why Obama wasn't that effective, well, one, he was a centrist, and no centrist is that effective. And then two, the Senate was Republican. They struck down every law before it even got to his desk. 
he couldn't okay anything because he yeah. couldn't get past the Senate. And they're bitter about this loss. They're going to strike down every single idea, whether it's helpful to them or not. So it's very important that we win the Senate. We, honestly, we can tie. If we end up with a 50-50, the vice president is president of Senate. Right. And they yeah, only and, responsibility. And, yep, and then she can be the tiebreaker. That's Kamala mm-hmm. Blue. So if we can just tie it. So for Georgians, please look up the dates. Please look up the locations for everybody else. Donate to those races. Donate to the um the organizations down there that are trying to get people back out to vote again. And let's try to stop this voter fatigue from setting in. Yeah, I'm gonna you know, think about the candidates now. Beats elected about the organization. <clears throat> what was his name? Um. That ran against Lizzie Graham. Mm. I can't think of what's saying this right now. I do know it. I don't try too many names. Yes. Jamie Harrison just raised the most amount of money, like, I think ever in a Congress race and still lost. I mean, it was a long shot and yeah. it seemed like it was going to be competitive and it just turned out not to be. Yeah. At all. On that and Mitch McConnell, who somehow just continuously, I wanted, that's the what I wanted, of my existence. that's what I wanted more than anything else. I didn't really, I would have been happy if Mitch McConnell didn't get lost, Absolutely. didn't get reelected in Donald Trump. This dude's slimy little toad. And he continuously gets reelected, the, despite the fact that he is terrible at leading. His state is almost dead last in every single metric: yeah. education, economy, infrastructure. Exactly. He fails spectacularly, and they just keep electing him. I mean, he's very tied in with, you know, a lot of a lot of super PACs and um, you know corporations that want him to do their bidding, and you know what I'm saying. Like he's a very tied in politician, so. Him losing is going to be uh, an arduous task, to say the very least. But we can get a majority in Senate. Right. It's very possible. And so Georgians vote and everybody else, donate. <laughs> and keep uh, fighting for what you want. And a big shout out to Stacey Abrams, oh, yeah. a wonderful woman. She lost her governor race in Georgia a couple years back. I remember because she, she, they did a recount. Mm. It was that close. And that was amid a lot of accusations of voter suppression and things of that matter. They were doing a lot, and a lot she of gerrymandering. She ran against the person that ran the election. Yeah. So it was, it was, it, it was, it was, it was a devastating loss. Mm. And she didn't just take it and get mad. She didn't just pout. She didn't just complain about it for the next four years. She didn't harp on it. What did she do? She got 800,000 people registered to vote. Yeah. 800,000 people in two years. In two years. Yeah. And because of this, Georgia is blue for the first time since 1992. That is a three-decade-long tradition broken by a woman that did not take a loss on the chin, right. went back out there, put in the work, and helped secure one of the most crucial elections in our lifetime. A huge congratulations to Stacey Abrams. That's she, an example. She belongs. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, exactly that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm what saying about when, when black people need to, you know what I'm saying, get out there and, and, and get stuff done. Like sometimes you've got to grab, you got to put your own hands to it yeah. a lot of the time. She deserves a seat in, in, in Joe Biden's cabinet. Right. I'm saying it right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? They talk about her being a vice presidential pick, too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just saying. She needs a position somewhere in that cabinet. For sure. Very important. I was very impressed. We we owe her a great debt. Very proud. I had had to mention her. I'm glad you did because it's a perfect example of what needs to happen moving forward in order for us to not lose our voice and become an afterthought to either party. So you want to come up with some stuff? Like, are we the people that need to do this? What for a pod? That's what this podcast can be. So, it can be what? one of the things we do: trying to come up with actions that are necessary. 
For the black community? Yeah. Things that we want to see? Okay, we can do that. Let's make that a little. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, why not our vision? Why do we have to? Because I didn't like Ice Cube's plan. Oh, okay. oh, that was terrible. Like, so, are we going to talk about that? Let me introduce and then we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, to take it from the broad and be a little bit more specific, we, the three of us are sitting here. What are, What is one thing that each of us can volunteer or contribute that we would like to see um, done for the black community over the next four years? The dissolvement of police unions. A lot of the reason that police get to do whatever they want and then leave is because it's written in the union contract with the city. Yeah. That's a large part of it. The reason why um, both and Jean was murdered and then Chick went got to go home and chill out for three days and then walk in and then tell a story three times that was different each time and then they just took the one that made the most sense for her. Mm-hmm. That's all police union work. Their, their unions are ridiculously strong. And as a public servant, I do not believe that you deserve a, a, a separation, a buffer between the public and you. You are a public servant and open to public scrutiny. Yeah. There cannot be a wall in between that. I would like to see the dissolvement of police unions. I, I'll agree with that, actually. Like, we're... That was my biggest thing when I was doing my research, because I honestly did try to vote for other people than Democrats. I was like, all right, like, there was a, um, for our state, rep- or for our representative in Congress, um, for our district, there was another black guy running against Dwight Evans. So I was like, all right, like, let me see what he's into, and it wasn't anything, but, um, what I was looking at for every candidate in general, because I was interested in other candidates, um, was where they stood on the police, and I decided to go straight Democrat. But qualified immunity specifically mm. is like my mm-hmm. my biggest issue. Like it, it's what you were saying. And what's qualified immunity? Qualified immunity is what police contract, what uh, police unions have put in their contracts mm-hmm. that allow them. Basically, you a uh, police officer can't. It's the same thing the president kind of has. Yeah, you can't be sued for anything you did in your job either by the state or civilly. So like you, even you, like if your family member got killed by police, you can't go sue that cop in civil yeah. court because they were doing their job. And, and not only that, a lot of it comes down to, if I remember correctly, you can't get in trouble for something that you didn't get in trouble for last time. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. did something wrong and didn't get in trouble for it, that means you can never get in trouble for it. Every single action that you are not punished for becomes damn near a super precedent. No matter if you have a supervisor, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, no matter yeah. what happens after it, if you've done it before and got away with it, then legally you cannot get in trouble for it. And like I said, it's the police union issue. It's just way too many perks for people that are supposed to be public servants. Mm. It's 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 really a, a massive conflict of interest. And it goes, I just hate the whole culture that police even have that they do feel that they the posture of police officers especially when you see them on twitter complaining about mm-hmm. defund the police is that no we are above the law and we're just trying to take care of the people and you guys are so ungrateful to so us like, a lot yeah, yeah a lot of that is the messiah complex mm-hmm. and what you have to question beyond them just being um you know obviously full of themselves is what attracts this person to this job. The people you're a talking lot about. of it, yeah, and a lot of it comes from the lack of repercussions, mm. and um, what is it? Lack, lack of repercussions, the 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 authority, and the amount of combat training. You can uh, there's ninety percent of their training is combat, mm-hmm. even though only four percent of their calls are violent. Yeah, which means killing. that yes, you were training ninety percent of the time for four percent of the problem. No de-escalation training is necessary in the United States. Some states have as little as three hours per four years, I believe was the stat, that they need to do about de-escalation. And that's going to be most of your job. I was going to say that that was actually going to be the contribution that I wanted to mention. I think that there needs to be specific government-ordained, state-ordained. I'm, I'm not sure how exactly, you know, who's, who's going to... Send the send the call, but I think there needs to be specific training that is required in police districts um, for de-escalation or just dealing with issues outside of meeting people with aggression. And there needs, there definitely needs to be a new standard. I don't know if it needs to be a test. 
if it needs to be a class, if it needs to be a certification. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it needs to be, but I need, there, it needs, there needs to be a concentrated effort over the next four years to provide police officers with a broader skill set than marksmen now, should. Now, that's what I was saying. I don't want them to be a multi-tool. Multi-tools, you, you, you very rarely use the correct Well, yeah, it don't have to be the same God as walking the deep and or that, riding in his car. Wait, 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 wait. It don't have to be the same God. It can be somebody else different in the in the, in, in the the building. You know, like, oh, those are the de-escalation guys in that room. Like, I don't know who it needs to be. Okay. But, yeah, I'm not saying that the average guy. Yeah. I do think that the average guy does need to take some sort of training, though. Mm-hmm. So that he does, so he's at least familiar with de-escalation. Uh-huh. But you know, if there needs to be some specialized force within uh-huh. the police district, that's fine too. There needs to be people like in. There needs to be people in there, social workers, more or less. Um, and you can send a police officer with them if you feel like the situation is tense, or you know, they may need protecting or something like that. But as far as police just showing up to every situation, like we saw in Philadelphia, where that man was having a, a mental breakdown. Yeah. And cops showed up to somebody having a mental breakdown and pointed weapons at him and yelled at him. And I don't know if anybody's ever with worked no with somebody. Way. I don't know if you've ever worked with anybody with mental issues. Mm. Pointing dangerous objects at them and yelling has never no. stopped somebody from having a mental breakdown. In fact, it it's only so ever made it worse. Yeah. But that's all they know how to do. It's, a, it's, it's, it's terrible training and also... A, uh, low expectations, bad blend, and plus, like I said, the character type that goes into there um, is actually a lot of the reason why they have a lot of these rules in the first place. Yeah. I mean, shoot, the reason they only even pass gun control laws a lot is because police. You can't say felons or domestic abusers can't have guns because forty percent of most police officers would be fired. Right. Forty percent of police officers are domestic abusers. Right. Anywhere between twenty three and forty percent, depending on your location. Yeah. Repeat. I like repeat offenders. Yeah. These are not one offs. It like yeah, they need to change like the whole like recruiting culture because like the, the whole culture of policing like mm-hmm. draws these type of people in. But I don't want this to even be like the issue that I care about the most. You know, I want to deal with like it's a start. Stability. It's a start. I'm just it's actually no. I'm happy. It's, it's, no, I'm saying, like, it is my biggest concern, but I'm saying, in an ideal world, like, I shouldn't have to deal with the existential threat of the police wanting to have this extreme monopoly on violence. Like, because that's really what the issue is. Yeah. Like, they don't care about violence. That's why they beat people down all the time. They just want to be the only people that do. Um, I want to move on to other things, so we need to get to this stuff. Basically, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you and can't same keep thing with Donald I'm not saying it's up. Because Donald Trump, like, lost the election, I think, more than really wanted like there were people more than joe biden wanted you yeah like there were people that wanted for to vote for joe biden cool he mm-hmm. won the primary but he kind of won primary because he wasn't Bernie Sanders. like nobody's happy about so, this he just wasn't Donald funny Trump. enough when they did the polls for that they said most people aligned with bernie's policies more than biden but biden mm-hmm. seemed safe right biden was just something that it was the old reliable Mm-hmm. Is which is why he got in there. But like you said, Trump literally gave them every opportunity to win possible. Right. If he would have given it any, even a slight, if he had anything more to give than what he did, then that would have been a blowout. Yeah. But he's so incompetent that he, there was no, he pretty much left no choice for him but to fail. Yeah. So it's not a tip of the hat to Biden and Kamala. In fact. It's kind of concerning that you guys only lost only one by this slim margin. You should. It should have been Must way, be. way further. When Obama was running, somebody that's actually charismatic, mm-hmm. none of these races were that close. Yo, the maps before Trump like looked crazy. Like, yeah. It the like every I was looking at all these presidential election maps. It would pretty much be one color mm-hmm. over the whole country because it was so obvious. And now we're just in this place where we're like, oh, I have a different reality than you do. So. I'm going with this. Out, I was gonna say outside of the uh, outside of the police reform, a uh, major issue that I definitely want to see progress made on uh, during the next four years would be education reform. And I think that the coronavirus mm-hmm. has definitely sh- shined a super beam light mm-hmm. on our education system, mm-hmm. which is cre- clearly severely outdated and hard to disseminate through the internet. Yeah. So I want to see 
uh, huge revamping in curriculum that will definitely affect inner city communities, namely black and uh, minority communities. And I want to see, um, well, yeah, basically that. Just a revamping of the curriculum so that the, the material is actually relevant to the day-to-day -day life of the average person mm -hmm. and helpful and beneficial for, 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 uh, That's an and helpful, That's local elections, right? and helpful and beneficial to the quality of life of the people that are actually going to learn. Now, a lot of that can be implemented locally, but there is a national head of education. Right. I need to look into who that is, right? I know right now she's like literally the worst person the to be the head of education, but like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's something you can do nationally, and then there's things you can do locally, both. I need to get you guys some more information on that. Um, yeah. You know what I'm her, saying? Her name is Bessie Villalobos. Um, her family just donated. Like, she's one of those people, She they've just donated money forever. So she got an appointment. You know, she doesn't know anything about education. Yeah. She, she's actively, I mean, a lot of people have heard of her. She's actively been, like, fighting against uh, yes. education reform, you know. And a lot of that comes... So we need a complete revamping of the curriculum because, yeah. like you said, the style was created to make factory workers. That's why Bell's is an issue. That's how they did it in factories. Yeah. It was all structured around this thing that our economy isn't even based on anymore. We don't manufacture, we're a gig economy. Right. So that's no longer even helpful. Now, another thing we need to do is funding. Now, the issue with schools right now is that they're funded through property tax. So that's right. how the bottom being poor is cyclical because mm -hmm. You're poor, you live in a bad neighborhood, Section 8 housing, very little tax, goes to the school, shitty school. Then you don't learn anything, and then you fall out from there. Now, they've already done, the statistics have already shown, somebody that gets a solid education lives a better quality life by a pretty wide margin. Mm -hmm. Like that's that, And that's with the crappy curriculum we have right now. If we were to streamline the curriculum, plus fund these schools and take it away from property tax and have it more federally funded right. equally so that people could all have a, a the same, you know, same sort of education and educational level, then we would see a massive increase in the quality of people that are coming out of these um, poorer neighborhoods. All right, so definitely want to thank Carlson for coming and sharing his infinite knowledge with us. You know, he's definitely a very self-educated young man who, who had a lot of solutions and uh, uh, information to give. Right. Um, you know how me and Dave usually do. We like to leave y'all with something to walk away with from this episode. So, a positive remark or food for thought moving forward after this election that we just seen. What would you like to contribute to the people? Something to chew on. Look, one of the things I want everybody to know is this is going to be cheesy. Your vote counts. We just saw it. We just saw votes count. This was the closest election and only possible by people like you. You need to believe that. Don't fall into the, I'm just one drop. One drop is what makes a bucket of water. It's just a bunch of little drops. And if everybody decides to not participate, then it falls apart. So please do not ever doubt the effectiveness of, of, of using your right to vote. Yeah. It's the only thing that's going to change your circumstance. It's the Living Room Philosophers closing now. We see y'all shortly.